Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Flemmerations Capital, it is Tuesday, November 8, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 658 of the Biden-Harris administration. Zero days until the 22 midterms. Today is election day. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska. Countersocial at BobSeska. Mastodon. Hang on, you might want to write this down. At BobSeska, at Mastodon.online. Twitter, BobSeska underscore go for now. Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And if you missed all that crap, my link tree is in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Yes, I have a link tree for all of my socials now. Plus, you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Link in the description for that, too. Okay, here we go. Here's Buzz. When you say Buzz Burbank, I'm not ready. You said it all. Hi. I, I think I overdosed on fiber. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that- let me ask you: Do do you decorate your link tree for Christmas? Uh, yes, I do. I do. We <laughs> have lovely decorations this time of year. Their lights uh, are so beautiful. Yeah. Well, hello and hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, he, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And today's poll question is: What was your favorite part of democracy? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't laugh at that. No. A little dark. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, so, so Elon Musk <laughs> has now permanently suspended comedians Kathy Griffin and Sarah Silverman for impersonating him on Twitter. Free speech. If there was any justice, we'd suspend him for impersonating a human. <laughs> don't you think? He's so lifelike. Oh, so I, I went to Home Depot over the weekend, and uh, it was really depressing mm. uh, seeing all those people looking for work uh, now that they've been fired from Twitter. <laughs> Poor people. It's a lie. I never go to Home Depot. <laughs> uh, I I saw something. I saw something on Twitter yesterday. I never thought I'd see. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw tumbleweeds. <laughs> Uh, you know me, Bob. I'm, I'm nervous about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is concerning. Uh, 300 Republican candidates in 48 of our 50 states are already challenging the results of the Powerball. Greedy bastards. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, this will be fun. Uh, you want to know the worst thing about possibly losing this election? What is that? Uh, dragging out my jokes from 1939. <laughs> Still got them. Yeah. 
Uh, the National Archives <laughs> says it cannot find the expensive gifts that foreign leaders gave to Trump during his presidency. <laughs> now, presidents are not allowed to keep these gifts. They belong to the country. So I think you know what that means. Time to dig up Ivana. I can't stop this feeling about the GOP that they just don't realize it's not 1863 when we're voting on a Tuesday night. If you're old and wise, <laughs> I know they're hooked on their stealing. They sure like deceiving. Yep. They don't like democracy. Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter for now. Thank you, Paul. Because that, was, that, was, that was great. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, uh, so people of the future, you're either hearing this show while there's chaos in the streets as the Republicans freak their shit because the Democrats ended up hanging on to Congress, or everyone's depressed listening to this. Or C, both of the above. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, maybe true, maybe true. Yeah, it's, it's worse, I mean, because, and I think we're all seeing and feeling the same things here, and... Mm. By the way, Rocky Mountain Mike's song "Hooked on the uh, Stealing" uh, "Hooked on the Stealing" is is perfect for today because I know. that's what we're about to witness an attempt, another attempt at, yep. and we'll be talking about that uh, this hour about what to expect after the the polls close this evening. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's 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 come to this point where uh, Republicans are are going to continue to lie and steal, and we all see the plus sides of this we always see the 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 huge turnout of women and apparently large turnout of young voters uh we see uh the democratic advantage in early voting there are we see polls that are skewed by republican polls that have been added into them uh for the very purpose of creating the illusion of a republican lead right so there are a lot of reasons for us to be optimistic uh here but at the same time we all see the dark sides uh, including the stealing and that's the strategy the strategy was for a contingency plan which is that by relying on the polls, by measuring the drapes way too soon, right. by saying, okay, we're going to win this thing. I mean, Fox News Channel has been all about, yeah, we're, we're winning this thing and we're going to win, and that's going to be that. They Which are, yeah. makes it easy for them to say there was cheating in the event that their uh, stupid prediction comes true. Exactly. The polls or, didn't or predict this, right? That's what they're going to scream. The polls were, why were the polls so wrong, is what they will shout out. And my concern... And I think the concern of a lot of people is that they're going to take 
violent action. And and that is within the realm of possibility. Uh, mm. This is funny to me that uh, all this ire from both parties is directed at pollsters. Uh, yeah. Us now, them later, probably. But but uh, pollsters are the target of all this. Pollsters themselves, I, I've tried to impart this before, are upset with themselves. They're frustrated. Like I said, mm -hmm. these are numbers people, and, and they like to have answers. And the pollsters will tell you, we don't know yeah. that within the range of realistic possibilities, this could be anything from a Republican trouncing, you know, a Republican route, a mm -hmm. Republican massive Republican win, or a Republican red wave, or uh, a Democratic surprise, or something yeah. in between. And so uh, the, it really is. And you look at the individual races, toss-up in, in Pennsylvania, toss-up in Georgia, toss-up in Arizona. Uh, toss-ups abound everywhere. This whole thing is on a razor's edge. Yeah. And uh, we we know because uh, the Republicans have begun their fuckery well before this mm -hmm. with a series of about 20 lawsuits, uh, mostly in swing states, in which they have uh, posed various challenges to the election process that are going to hang things up. And this is especially concerning in Pennsylvania, which is another one of those razor's edge, too close to call races, uh, where now uh, thousands of ballots have been set aside because uh, the people who filled them out either put on the wrong date or they didn't fill out the date. And oh, Republicans, convinced, Republicans convinced a court to set these ballots aside. The ballots have not been destroyed. They may still ultimately be counted. Mm -hmm. And you know that uh, the uh, Mark Elias and, and other uh, Democratic attorneys are going to fight this and probably win, I think, depending on the judge. But uh, this is the kind of uh, chicanery that's that's underway. And uh, so, and this is just the beginning. I, I am heartened again, and I'll repeat this from, from last week. The networks, uh, CBS in particular, and I'm no fan of CBS News, but uh, they in particular have set aside a special desk near the election desk uh, of, of lawyers, of, of people who analyze things. And all of the networks, all the major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, and CNN are saying, if a candidate calls us up and says, hey, turn on the camera, I'm about to announce my victory or give my victory speech, they're not going to put that person on the air if the numbers in the hands of the network don't support that oh, claim. Oh, good. This I didn't is know huge. that. Yeah. This is, this is huge. Yeah. They, they, are, they are aware of the danger of, of letting that kind of misinformation out of the, out of the bag. Yeah. And uh, so uh, this is very encouraging. Uh, but, and I can show, you know, it's, it's convenient, I think, that you have a show uh, today, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, because it, it may be Friday night or later before we know the results of this mm -hmm. election. So you're going to have coverage all week long, a day-by-day yeah. -day account of how this is going. The real story is, uh, you know, I'm going to bed early tonight because there, <laughs> there's nothing to see here. There's because it's what you're going to see is Republican wins across the board because so many of the mail-in votes have had not yet been counted. Yeah, uh, sometimes yeah. by Republican law, that's the case. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, it, don't don't get depressed tonight. Uh, ignore that. Watch something entertaining. Check in tomorrow and the next day and the next day because it's going to be a while before we have the real results. It was four days before we knew the results of the last election. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we knew Joe Biden won in 2020. What was it, Saturday? Did that it happen was four on days. Saturday? That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Four, it, was yeah. it was quite yeah. some time. And there were periods of time in the past two elections, going back to 2018, where we thought all was lost. Things were looking right, bleak right. at a certain point right. on election evening. 
And so it's important to just keep an eye on that and realize that this is not the kind of election that we saw 10 years ago or 15 or 20, 30 years ago, where everything was compact and confined within the uh, housing of election night. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. And the Republicans are going to use that to their advantage, as you were just detailing. But back to what you were saying, though, about our coverage here, I want to highlight the fact that Wednesday, tomorrow, is going to be a roundtable show. Not our usual guest kind of one-on-one interview kind of show. We're going to be updating everyone in terms of what's going on with the election and talking about our reactions and so on on Wednesday show. Yeah, it's a, you've called it midterm madness. It's going to be uh, me. It's going to be you, Buzz. Mary uh-huh. Trump is going to join wow. us, and Jody Hamilton will be here. Wonderful. Oh, great. Interesting. Oh, that's uh, a great panel. Combination of the four of it. us. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna pair off as couples <laughs> for the show. No, I'm kidding. But speaking of Mary Trump. Uh, Oh, I, don't make me choose. Don't make. I would hate to. I could never choose between Jody Hamilton and Mary Trump. I couldn't yeah. do it. It's like all those DIY shows on HGTV. There's always a husband and a wife. They always like, team up. Yeah. So you know, remember uh, Dean Johnson and Joanne uh, Liebler. And I, I say what I just said, knowing that uh, neither one of them care at all about what I yeah. <laughs> about about who I would choose right. because it's irrelevant. But yeah. but I'm just saying I could never do that if I had to. So yeah, no, it's just four people, two of whom happen to be. Female email but uh i'm this is an exciting panel i can't wait to be part of it yeah plus i'm not going to bed early tonight because uh, first of all i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on mary trump's show tonight me and kimberly ah, both good. are going Wonderful. on we're gonna join her coverage at 9 p.m which is live. She does a live stream. So we're going to be hanging out and uh, maybe for half an hour, 45 minutes or so before we have to bail. And that'll be the best way to observe all of this because you know for a fact that uh, chaos is the new cocaine. And that's going to be the (laughs) vibe on cable news, especially whenever Kornacki comes on screen. Here's what everybody needs to say. Keep saying to themselves and out loud, uh, loud enough for others to hear. Just keep saying this over and over and over again until it makes sense. Early votes get counted late. Right. Early votes get counted late. So, meantime, Chris Saliza and Van Jones are saying we should stop saying the Republicans will end democracy, which means Republicans are absolutely going to end democracy. (laughs) I just wanted to make that note because it's happening. The same two guys who seem to downplay everything are doing it again. Um, There was something else that we're going to talk about later in the show about Trump and journalists that uh, when I mentioned something along these lines like a week ago, mm-hmm. there was another very serious person with clout on Twitter who was like, oh, Bob, that's never going to happen. I'm talking about right. tr- Trump arresting journalists. Oh, that's right. oh, you're just you're causing hysteria. That's never going to happen, Bob. Uh-huh. Well, we've got a news story along those lines for you, too. Yeah, you do. And I want you to write down the name of this individual and pass it to me like a note so I know who you're talking <laughs> Okay. About. I don't think you know the name, but it's a, someone else with a blue check. And, okay, very uh, good. Yeah. And speaking of blue checks, we're going to talk about Elon Musk a little bit later oh, on. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some updates uh, as to the status of Twitter and where we all might go uh, as a result of Elon Musk's fuckery turning this website that used to be run by mostly anonymous people, now turning it into his own personal homepage, which is making a lot of us resentful of the yeah. current situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to the pollsters real quick, I want to talk about that sure, just sure. for a second, because I don't expect, if the pollsters are all wrong, especially the polling aggregators like Larry Sabato and, and 538, of course, Nate Silver and all the others, 
don't expect them to apologize if they're wrong. That's not going to be the case. But I, I will say this, that if the Democrats end up squeaking this one out, if this uh-huh. looks more like 2002, but right. in favor of the Democrats, where, you know, I don't even remember this, but in 2002, the Republicans actually gained seats in Congress. Mm-hmm. with George W. Bush in power, defying that historical right. trend that the party in right. power always loses seats in the first midterm. That didn't happen in 2002. I think this may be a situation that looks more like 2002, but for Joe Biden and the Democrats. If that happens, mm-hmm. I think we're really going to have to rethink the idea of polling in this country and reject it as any sort of valid metric because what this has shown maybe for the third consecutive national election in a row that there's something wrong with the polling and we've started to see indications of that you mentioned how republicans are kind of gaming the polls now flooding the zone with republican leaning polls it's becoming part of the political partisan argle bargle it's becoming part of the shovel fight now kind of infecting the polling and the polling should be nonpartisan. the polling should be non-biased anything else is just gaming the system and so there needs to be some sort of come to jesus moment if the pollsters end up being wrong this time i wish that the the poll averaging polls like 538 for example yeah were were more selective about the polls they include in their averaging if they were a, a bit more discerning about that i think we might get a clearer picture i'm having a hard time getting mad at pollsters who haven't taken a stand one way or the other uh those who have just simply said i don't know <laughs> i right. don't know i i don't know uh, you know how can you be mad at somebody who's that honest who says you know what too close to call I don't know. It, it almost sounds like a confession to me. Like, yeah. we have no idea. Well, we, these you know. numbers, who knows? These are numbers that and might be wrong, to, they might not be wrong. Who knows? And this goes, you know, poll taking has been very scientific up to a point, maybe up until about three years ago, uh, because it, we still have problems with landlines. We still have a skewing that occurs uh, between people who are willing to take polls and people who are unwilling to take polls or unwilling to take unknown calls on their cell phone that might be a pollster so they don't get counted. Uh, polling is, because of cell phones, probably more than anything else, polling is more flawed than it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, that's just one of the reasons. Again, you also have the psychographic of people who simply don't want to be polled because they're suspicious mm-hmm. of, you know, who's asking what and why. Well, I hope this conversation is germane <laughs> to actual, <laughs> the actual results of, of the election. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, That the pollsters will end up being wrong because... The hard data right now makes it look that way, doesn't it? I mean, what we're seeing here prior to the polls closing is significant turnout by Democrats, overperforming, Republicans underperforming as far as early voting goes. There are, as I said, very... unignorable signs, yeah, yeah. Uh, unavoidable signs that the, the Democrats could win this. You can't ignore these facts. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they they have to factor in. Will it be enough? I don't, I'm with the pollsters. I don't know. Yeah. It's too close to call. I don't know. Well, I hope the next time we crack the mics here, I hope we've got good news to report. That's all I'm thinking. Like Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, I hope it's a celebratory mood. Well, right now, I will say, as sort of my final thought leading into all of this, which is 
my optimism slamming up against my disillusionment <laughs> with yeah. my fellow human beings oh, post-COVID oh, yeah. and so on, post-Trump and so, you, you know, that's you, where I am. You, text, you texted before the show that you were uh, trying to, to lean on your optimism, yeah. and I answered, I feel more like alternating current constantly, <laughs> flipping back and forth between positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative, and I can't wait for this to be settled. The good news about today's show, by the way, is that because the, the election won't be settled by this time tomorrow— this show doesn't become outdated. So that's true. I think we're, yeah. we're okay on that. But here, here, I'll give you we've talked about some of the bright side things. Uh, let me tell you an experience I had yesterday that gave me a down moment. Okay. okay. And, and remember, you know, a, a Democratic turnout for early voting, a tremendous lead over the Republicans, uh, you know, the young voters, women voters, a lot to be optimistic about. But at the same time, I get uh, emails daily from the Washington Post. And I get a, basically a morning paper and an evening paper, uh, newsletters by email. Here are four headlines from yesterday evening's Washington Post. Republicans sue to disqualify thousands of mail ballots in swing states. Hmm. Election officials fear counting delays will help fuel claims of fraud. Black voters in Florida express fear, confusion, as DeSantis election laws kick in. Oh, Jesus. And Elon Musk urges his followers to vote Republican, adding to Twitter chaos. Oh, my God. Fuck him. Yeah, that one so, gets a special sound. God damn Elon Musk. So in one paper, in one evening paper for the Washington Post, uh, essentially, I see uh, together these four headlines. And it's hard to be optimistic in the face of that at that moment. But then you stop and think about our lead in early voting, about the women, about the young people, about the the, uh, the importance of the abortion issue to this election. Uh, and I, th I agree with those who said, you know, it's a, it, the abortion decision may have been three months ago, but people have not forgotten it. Yeah, it's been simmering under the surface. And I think right. the, yeah, I mean, there are lots of uh, things you could say about why the polls are inaccurate, about not counting uh, new registered women and not anticipating the higher than usual turnout in, right. in this kind of election, especially for the party in power. I mean, if you go back and you use, like, for example, 2014 as a metric for all of this, the last mm -hmm. time... A Democrat was in the White House and we had a midterm 2014. There was next to no enthusiasm about turning out for the midterms. I mean, right. it was so frustrating. It was especially that way in 2010. I mean, I was tearing my goddamn hair out during those two midterms. Like, what? What is going on, you people? I mean, that was a period of time when the most commonly overheard beginning of a sentence from liberal Democrats was. I'm disappointed in Obama because dot, dot, uh -huh. dot. And they would list shit. You know, Barack Obama, who's going to be remembered in history books deep into the future. Our posterity is going to be studying his uh, eight years in office with reverence and admiration. And Democrats at that time just couldn't be bothered to come out and do the things they had to do in order to backstop what he was trying to do. Which, by the way... Had managed to accomplish rescuing the economy from another Great Depression. He managed to pass comprehensive health care reform, making health care actually affordable again, while you know passing all kinds of consumer protections that we still today rely upon, which is now immensely popular. So th these are some of the just two couple of the things. And everyone's like, nah. 
I'm just so disappointed. And yeah, but you don't well, see that. You don't see that now. You know, the last few months. Yeah, last well, few months we defied uh, the you, odds you, as far as special elections, and there's the dark Brandon meme that's been very popular as well on the left. So these are I, all encouraging signs. They are. I do see it, however, and not to be the downside guy, but I do see it in the low approval rating among Democrats of Joe Biden. That's a way of saying we're, we're not having. And, and, and the low information, the fact that yeah. so many, even Democratic voters, are not aware of the accomplishments of the Biden administration, which are record-setting. They're huge. Mm-hmm. They're unprecedented. And and most of America, by public opinion poll, has no idea what he's done. Uh, where was the media on that? And clearly, uh, there was a media failure uh, in, in not communicating that clearly, because everything with them is a horse race. It's about, yeah. you know, why this isn't going to work. Well, this all comes down to, I mean, the, the upshot of the entire messaging issue on the Democratic side comes down to money. We have lots of very, very wealthy people on the Democratic side, especially in places like Hollywood, New York City, etc. cetera. Uh, but they're not investing in Democratic propaganda the way, you know, conservative financiers right. are investing in Republican propaganda. That's just been the case for the, as long as I've been around, at least 50, 60 years that's been the case, where we've just been out-hustled when it comes to the big dollar financiers mm-hmm. on the Democratic side are just not there. The whole idea, we talk about this all the time, the whole idea of George Soros checks is just a punchline. No one's getting George Soros checks. George Soros isn't going around bulk buying books or giving money to a liberal-leaning podcast network to buy their downloads or to a Democratic Facebook page to buy their Facebook shares, likes, and follows. These things aren't happening but they are absolutely happening on the right. And that's the big disparity. That's why the message gets lost. Because you do have, uh, in the case of, let's say, House elections, you do have 435 chefs, each with individualized local messaging that doesn't necessarily translate to a national message. So there are certain impediments on the Democratic side that are going to be the case until... There are rich people who figure that maybe this is a good idea to invest money in the last adults in the room. And it just doesn't happen. It hasn't happened in my entire career. Let me ask you this, um, because I, I had a moment of doubt this morning and then I, I, I came back to my senses. OK, but uh, we're we're talking a lot of us even down to the wire here about the fact that this could be our last free and fair election. Mm-hmm. And and even it's got its problems, but yeah. this this could be our last chance to truly make our voices heard through voting. Is is that is that an overstatement, or do we have that right? I concluded we have it right. Yes, exactly, we have it right. Chris Eliza and Van Jones, who are trying to downplay that message, are uh-huh. absolutely wrong. I mean, you don't need to look that far to prove that this hypothesis that we've been operating under, this hypothesis that the Republicans, as soon as they gain power, will barricade the door and not Mm -hmm. allow themselves Mm -hmm. to lose another election, is absolutely backed up by proof, by evidence, by facts. The guy running for governor in Wisconsin, the Republican, said, if I win, the Republicans will never lose another election. I mean, they're saying it out loud. The insurrection should have given us an idea. This story that we're going to talk about uh, later in the show about Donald Trump planning to arrest journalists. 
is is right. absolute yeah. fact. This yeah. is going on. And to deny that, to say that, oh, well, you're just being extremist. Oh, you're just, it's both sides saying the other side is evil and they're going to ruin democracy. So it's both sides are wrong. That's gaslighting of the highest order. That's sticking your head in the sand and refusing to accept the fact that we are in a political civil war in this country. I've been hesitant to use those two words, civil war, in the context of what's happening in the United States mm -hmm. at this moment. But I would say, if, if I were to push myself to define it that way, it's a political civil war. There are two distinct sides that neither side is going to be convinced by the other side. And there is one side that is reflective of our national character, which is the Democratic side, reflects right. uh, American values, decency, uh, tolerance, diversity, empathy, compassion, expertise, you know, stability, normalcy. Mm -hmm. And then there's this fucking cult of ungainly weirdos who don't give a shit about democracy. What they give a shit about is winning and then never leaving office. And again, there is massive evidence pointing to uh, validating that hypothesis. No doubt about it. So, you know, it's sometimes difficult to convince someone who's you know, driving their kids to soccer practice every afternoon and, right. and working a couple of jobs and watching, uh, you know, uh, Real Housewives on the in the evenings and whatever stuff that the folks do. It's hard to convince those people because they would rather not hear it. They would rather not look up. They would right. rather pretend that climate crisis is maybe going to happen, but it'll happen 100 years from now, so who cares? That, uh, well, COVID, you do you. But I think we still need to keep repeating it because it's not just liberals repeating this. There are many conservatives repeating it, too. To me, that offers extreme validity to that point of view. And we just have to we, we can't relent because there are people who are still sitting on the fence or unconvinced or just don't give a shit. We got to keep uh, pushing that line because, you know, I mean, say we squeak through this election. There's another one in two years, another one yeah. two years after that. I'm talking about national right. elections right. and with uh, state and local elections in between. These are things that uh, are quite realistic, and we would be committing malpractice if we decided to just downplay it or, you know, tell people what they want to hear, which would just be yeah. wrong. Yeah. So there's well, my long I, answer to your short I'll, question. I'll, I'll, I'll have another question for you shortly. Okay. But it's funny, we were just talking about uh, what we think our chances are here and then the good news and the bad news. And while we were talking, I just got a, a, a DM, a private message on Twitter from a listener. Yeah. And uh, I really like what she wrote here, and I find it very germane to what we're talking about. I'd like to read it to okay, you. Okay, sure. Uh, she says, my prediction... I do think there will be a blue wave. The GOP and the media take that women are somehow over Roe is a myth. Uh, not sure, or that's their take. Not sure if enough seniors heard about the GOP plans to gut Social Security, but if they did, there's another hidden blue wave. Youth voters as well, most of whom are concerned regarding Roe and climate change more than inflation. There will be places where red wins and a few upsets and surprises, but I do think we'll hold the House and pick up in the Senate. I'm not sure if I can handle it if we don't, which is not me being dramatic, just honest. People don't get that it takes so much effort to move that needle just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Pushing the needle back means an entire generation of progress thwarted. Yep, yep. I, I very well said. Very, very well said. said. Absolutely. And yeah. the thing that's driving me nuts is 
currently this idea that we may be witnessing, our listeners may be listening as they're watching the polls come mm-hmm. in, as the results come in. They may be seeing this notion playing out that, well, you know what, uh, the folks just wanted to vote the bums out because right. of gas prices or inflation or whatever. That's the attitude that drives me nuts. Not, not, the, not the observing of it, but the actual attitude. Oh, vote the bums out. Because you know what? It used to be that you voted the bums out. The needle, the policy needle didn't move all that much. Things were different then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, now we're talking about the difference between a normal grown-up political party that has right. pretty much remained the same, other than becoming a bigger tent over the years, has, mm-hmm. has remained the same platform-wise, uh, as opposed to another political party that wants uh, nothing but authoritarianism, this fascist idiocracy that we're talking about. That There's a massive divide between those two things. And you say, vote the bums out. What are you voting for in, a, in, in the bums place? I don't think yeah, they know. I, know. I don't think they realize. Yeah. I think they think, oh, well, you know, the other guys will come in and they'll cut taxes and they'll that's, want small government. And no, that's not how it works anymore. That's really what it is, the the other guys. it's they don't, If they don't like what's happening now, they, mm-hmm. they punish whoever's in charge regardless, whether they're right. Democrat or Republican, uh, especially uh, the independent vote that often decides elections. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this, is, this is another reality. I, it, historians will look back at this and laugh and cry yeah. at the fact that Americans, if, if this indeed happens, mm-hmm. at the fact that Americans chose uh, lower gas prices or a false promise of lower gas prices over democracy itself. Yeah. If, oh, I can't, I can't even imagine what it would be like to look back on this time if that's what happens here. Yeah, and I hear a lot of pushback on that. I, I've seen people on Twitter, people who I respect, uh, saying, you know, why are you disrespecting and dismissing the valid concerns of American voters when they say they're voting on gas mm-hmm. prices? I say, you know what, I, I would do the same thing if voters said, what we should do from now on is have candy bars for dinner. We should feed uh, ice cream to our children okay, for right. three meals a day. And right. well, that would be equally as stupid, isn't it? I mean, you know, I would say the same thing. I would push back against the quote unquote valid concerns and ideas of uh, voters like that if that was what they were pushing for. You, you know, because they're voting on something that is temporary and in the long run really inconsequential and then tempting this form of fascist idiocracy that I've been talking about, yes, I will dismiss that. I will dismiss right. that all goddamn day because it is junk food. It is nonsense. Well, and I won't say that it's unimportant, but priorities, people. Yes. Priorities. Yes. Uh, first, democracy, then the high gas prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, let's get our, you know, I, again, I wouldn't diminish it, but I will put it in second place or third place behind uh, the more pressing issues. Right. I just re- read this morning, and, you know, you mentioned this recently as well, and Again, as we've said before, the thing we should all really be focusing on is climate change because we just heard in a new U.N. report that uh, the climate, the temperature is rising. The average temperature in the U.S. is rising 68 percent faster than it is in other parts of the world. All right. Well, you know what? We got lots more to talk about other than uh, the midterms and voting and all that crap. We're going to talk about uh, Trump's non-announcement from last night. I have some thoughts about the whole will he, won't he. In fact, I've got a favorable quote from Maggie Haberman that's going to shock you when you hear it. So we'll talk about that here in just a second. Plus, uh, 
Oh, yeah, I've been teasing this story about how Trump is asking advisors about how he can imprison reporters. This is a, a scoop from Rolling Stone that we'll be talking about here, plus Elon Musk's latest fuckery and how we're going to find our way around this. What a dope. He's like tech Trump yeah, is yeah. what we're dealing with now. Exactly. So uh, we'll talk about that as well. And uh, some news along those lines. Interesting news by way of current verified accounts, current blue checks. So we'll talk about that in just a second and a whole lot more. But first, I have uh, some kind of crappy news on the Patreon page front. It, It happened again, Buzz. Last week, we had a record number of declines. Payments by subscribers that didn't go through for some Ouch. reason, setting our membership back by months. Remember, this happened back in July, mm-hmm. uh, and it's happened again. It's heartbreaking. I've been in touch with Patreon tech support about this, and the last time it happened, as I said, in July, there was a glitch that they found with the payment system. And some members, on top of all of that, some members right now are having trouble updating their payment method. So they might be declined, and then when they go to update their payment method, they're being blocked from doing it because of some kind of glitch, some sort of thing that's preventing them from updating. But this time, Patreon hasn't found any bugs yet. Mm, Yet. So suffice to say, we need all hands on deck to make up for several dozen lost patrons. Again, rewinding our patron count back by months and months and months. So if you're not a subscriber already, go right now to bobseskashow.com and sign up for as little as $1 a month. You're going to be supporting this completely independent podcast. And for $5 subscribers and higher, we have all kinds of great bonus content exclusively for our Patreon members, all kinds of insider information, discussions, you get, of course, the Shadow Docket shows, the after party, and all the rest of it waiting for our subscribers. It's all there. It's all happening. If you love this show, you're going to love the bonus content we have on our Patreon page. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, and we thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! Jason heard at dinner. 
<laughs> I love this song. This is uh, brand new to the show. A group called The Burnt Pines. The Burnt Pines. Yeah, so good. This is a song called Don't Look Don't Look Down from the album of the same name. Link in the description under this episode of BobSeska.com to support The Burnt Pines. Yeah. Isn't Burnt Pines a Chris Lavoie candle? <laughs> and if it yes, is, shouldn't masculine. it be? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, that's a great idea. Burnt Pines. <laughs> you know what? I, because I don't have a sense of smell, I don't know what a burnt pine smells like. Is that a pleasant smell or is that an ugly smell? I, you know, I I think it smells like wood burning, probably. Okay. Uh, right. I don't know if it has a, I don't know if pine smoke has a pine scent to it. All right. Well, I've heard that, uh, you know, a, a fire in the fireplace smells great. So I'm going to assume that, you know, the burnt pines would be a great scent for a Chris Lavoie banded masculine candle. That's yes, the indeed. rumor. So how you doing? How you doing with the time change? Oh, you know what? Fuck the time change. We're going to talk about this a little bit on the Shadow Docket. We're, we've been talking okay, about our cringy good. moments on, uh, you know, on our Patreon page. We talked about right. it on Thursday's Shadow Docket. Kimberly and I mm-hmm. talked about it on Friday's After Party. We're going to talk about it a little bit more on uh, today's Shadow Docket, some stories that you may have. But uh, I made a big mistake on Twitter the other day regarding oh, no. daylight savings time. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Molly Jong Fast and Tom Nichols and a couple of other uh-huh. people were complaining yeah. about standard time, about it getting dark so early in the day, which I absolutely right. agree with. And then I jumped in and I said, well, don't worry. This is the last time we're going to have to deal with that. And they were like, everyone's like, huh? What? What no. the hell are you talking about, Bob? That's and incorrect. Yeah, it is very much incorrect. And uh-huh. so uh, I made a mistake because the Senate back in yes. March... Yes. Passed legislation that would eliminate standard time and right. make the summertime daylight savings time period the permanent right. way we do the clocks, right? And I assumed at the time when it passed with unanimous Republican and Democratic votes, it was like, I don't know, 98 to 2 or something like that mm-hmm. is how it passed. It was a gigantic support for it. I thought for sure that it was going to get passed in short order, and I convinced myself in my head that it had already been passed as a consequence. Done deal, Yeah, and so everyone was like, oh, wait a second, Bob. No, (laughs) you you got that wrong. It didn't pass. And so I had to retract it, and so it was just another cringy moment for me on social media getting something wrong. (laughs) We'll have more to say about that in the shadow docket, but I'm not sure I have the whole clock changing thing right. Uh, My clock says it's Saturday, so (laughs) I... I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. You may gain an hour of sleep just in terms of the clock being set back in the middle of the night. Right. But you, it doesn't matter because, at least when it comes to me, I wake up automatically mm-hmm. at the same time, the same time mm-hmm. I would normally wake up. So let's say right. my alarm normally goes off at 8.30. Well, now I ended up waking up at 7.30. So you lose. you don't get the extra hour. You end up waking up earlier anyway. At least that's me. I know some people can just sleep right on through. And fight to stay awake in front of the TV uh, at night. Yeah, exactly. The the clock says younger than it used to be. Uh, Yeah, here's how. I I woke up at 5.15 this morning. Normally, my summer wake-up time was 6.15, so naturally, uh, today I woke up at 5.15. And I thought, oh, this is great uh, because uh, there's the the lunar eclipse, the, 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 the beaver blood moon. 
Uh, Yummy. And, and that, oh, I got to see that. <laughs> so uh, I bound out of bed, and I, I, I go out back. I'm in robe and slippers, you know, and I go out back, and I see nothing. And I go out front, and I see nothing. I realize the sky is completely overcast, and so whatever's uh. happening, I have no shot at seeing. So, uh, and I look at my phone, and I see the, the, the Monday night lottery drawing was postponed because something went screwy. Mm-hmm. And so it's election day. It's 5.15 in the morning. It's still dark. Uh, there's no blood moon. Uh, it's a scary election. Uh, the Powerball's gone screwy. And I think, ah, I'm ready for today. Hell, oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also on my phone, a tropical storm watch is now in effect for my area. So Yay! here we go again. Fun. This, this is a day. You're talking about the perfect storm. This is everything coming together with a storm today. Well, also, I just wanted to add that yeah. when it starts to get dark, at uh-huh. 3.45, I mean, it, right. with it getting fully dark at 4.30, that's psychotic. That shouldn't be the case. Well, you know, but likewise, I'm walking into my own propeller, too, and I'm, I realize that. I realize that I'm going to get no support from anyone, or at least... Only half support. This is going to be, this is the shovel fight. You know what's actually worse than political Twitter? (laughs) Daylight savings time Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Well, are we still going to talk about this in the shadow docket, or do you want to continue this? Because Uh, We can come back to it, yeah. Okay, well, you know, scientifically, maybe I used to be in your camp, but now I've changed. Uh, We'll talk about why in the shadow docket. Oh, oh, okay, so now you're turning against me on this, too. I see what's going on here. Yes, I am. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, we'll come back Surrender, to that. Surrender, <laughs> We'll come back to that and a whole lot more uh, yeah. fun on the Shatter Docket coming up. Yeah, coming up uh, on our Patreon yeah. page. Get a Patreon membership for yourself and, some, uh, you know, somebody you like, somebody you want to gift it to. Yes. Right. Okay. So, uh, Trump didn't announce a goddamn thing last night. That was the rumor all day long. Hey, stand by. I know Richard Grinnell was like, oh, big announcement coming tonight. And everyone, the press all gathers around, and everyone's bated breath, and everyone's watching the goddamn same old shit that he does every single rally. The Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 impeachment right. hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the airing of grievances, and the fucking gibberish and nonsense and lies, the same crap, the fucking uh, constant jerking off of his own supporters, which he constantly, constantly does. Just like, it's a, okay, come here, everybody line up, hand jobs for everyone hand jobs here we go double fisted hand jobs um but in a figurative sense that's what he's doing <laughs> i'm not just making that up well, about they, his they, dance moves i'm saying that they, that's what he's doing ideologically they do blindly worship him now. yes i mean they it, it's a it's a religious cult uh, I mean, it really is. No, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be amusing. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, it's 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 absolutely true. They are completely, completely brainwashed, and and uh, that's the frightening thing. Is not even so much Trump. I find Trump laughable. What scares me is the mob. I, you know, I'm giggling at my own remarks. I'm giggling at the fact that I said hand jobs for everyone on the show, yeah. which well, you, is something you do that go there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what he's doing? He's effing with the news media. He's doing the same thing that he did yeah. in 2012. Will he, won't he, everyone running and making well, sure that, uh, you know, they're covering every last word he says because they don't want to miss out on the big scoop. And that's how he's playing. He's playing the the press, and what he's doing is he's cock-teasing his fanboys about another presidential run so they'll give him money. 
if he does announce, and he, he, maybe he will, uh, you know, I think that remains to be seen still. But if he does announce on November 15th, as he now says he will do, uh, that will, I think, uh, automatically cancel Thanksgiving. I think uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> is off. Yeah. If that happens. A little bit of a backstory here. Um, uh, you know, he's been wanting to announce and uh, he knew he needed to hold off a little bit and he and his people decided, you know, maybe November, maybe around, they thought maybe even Thanksgiving week at one point. They settled on November 14th. I know, it's yeah. the 14th, not the 15th. They settled at first on November 14th and I thought that was interesting because that was the same date that the January 6th committee set as the new deadline for Trump to turn over all the subpoena documents and comply with their subpoena. <laughs> so the deadline, so he was going to announce on the same day that he was going, they were going to uh, theoretically try to enforce the subpoena. That was the deadline they'd set for him. Yeah. Now he's moved it to the day after that, which I think is interesting. So it's gone from the 14th to the 15th. Is it because the J6 committee announced that they were, uh, you know, that they'd set the 14th as a deadline? So uh, this is all stuff to watch. And I always find little things like this interesting. It's these little details that are often quite telling. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm still on that train where I'm I said earlier on Twitter that I'm about 60-40 that he's still not going to run. I think he's still playing a game. I mean, he may end up running. I mean, I'm completely open to the possibility and in fact I'm fully prepared for the possibility if he does decide to run again. He, However, he could be yeah, he could be indicted before then. He, he could he could overdose on Adderall and the Sudafed. <laughs> you yeah, don't know. Yeah, one too many hamburgers. You never know. Right. But uh, here's what Maggie Haberman said on CNN oh, last night, yeah. just by way of someone who's tapped into what's going on within the Trump inner circle. She said, right. yeah. it's sort of incredible how good he is at getting everybody to follow along with him when he does this game of mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing it. Yeah. And to be clear, Don, she's talking to Don Lemon. It's hard to know sometimes whether it's a game or whether he really just is working this out in his head and mm -hmm. testing it with 800 different advisors, which is what he was doing, which is what he was doing. I underscore that again. That's a, it's, it's trial balloon. I mean, he's kind of just testing sure. the waters. So yeah, she continues. Did, well, that's part of his marketing strategy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and plus, you know what, with the idea of him running gets him more attention and gets him mm -hmm. more donations. Mm -hmm. That's oh, what yeah. he's in this for. Well, it, you know, and I'm more of a school about wait till something has actually happened before reporting that it's happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the speculative reporting that, well, this could happen. Something may happen here because they, they're, they're playing right into that. And that's just, you know, selling papers, as it were. Right. Uh, but it's. It, you know, he may not even make it to that date and for the reasons I laid out. And I think this is a very important thing to keep in mind mm -hmm. uh, Any at any time after the election is settled, maybe Monday of next week, let's say, uh, Trump could be indicted. Yeah. Uh, uh, he is uh, not a young man and not in great shape, so we don't know what could happen to him uh, health-wise, certainly, uh, but he, he could be indicted. Uh, mm -hmm. And and then uh, we also have the J6 committee deadline of the 14th, the day before he is going to make his announcement of whatever on the 15th. So, you know, it's, uh, as Bob said, this is mostly about fundraising. It's also to see what he thinks he can get away with, uh, yeah. how far he thinks he can run the ball, as it were, as if he could run. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just think a lot can happen. There's still some time left. 
I, I'm I'm with Bob. I don't think it's any lock that he's going to announce his candidacy. Yeah, he may be in he may be in too much trouble by then. Exactly. At this point, I'm of that place where. If he decides not to run, if he doesn't run, I will not be surprised for a second. It will make perfect sense if he doesn't run. I don't think the Republican Party wants him to run. I think privately, and I underscore privately, they're hoping he doesn't. Look at that story I've been talking about for almost a year now. I was one of the first on this story, at least to repeat what I had read, that the RNC will not continue to pay his legal bills if he decides to run for president. They will not do it. They've announced it a couple of times. In fact, Ronna McDaniel just confirmed it again uh, last week, I believe it was, or maybe it was over the weekend. I'm not sure. Regardless, that's, I think, a move to try to convince him not to run. I think the Republican Party wants Ron DeSantis to run. I think they want yeah. uh, Nikki Haley to run. They want Christy Nome to run. Well, here's a perspective to uh, take Ron DeSantis, for example. Uh, I can't speak for... Republican figures in other states, but in Florida, Ron DeSantis is as worshipped as Donald Trump is worshipped yeah. uh, by uh, much of the unfortunate nation. Uh, so he he has that kind of. And my point here is that Trump, even with Trump gone, Trumpism will live on. It lives on mm-hmm. in Ron DeSantis. It lives on in Nikki Haley. Uh, her most recent statements, very Trumpian. Uh, this is the base they're going to continue to work for as long as they can get away with it, for as long as it works for them, or that they think it works for them. Uh, so even if Trump goes away, even if he fades into the background, fades into the bushes like Homer Simpson, uh, even if that happens, Trumpism will will live on. And it's, it's something we're going to continue. And you, we've been saying this for years on this show, uh, but it's something we're going to have to continue to deal with. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, and I think they also bristled uh, when Donald Trump called Ron DeSantis Ron DeSantimonious. There was a the lot sanct- of pushback. Sanctimonious. Yeah, yes. whatever it was. The, yeah. the the thing that he will short circuit on in future rallies, for sure. Like, he'll hit that <laughs> thing that he made up about Ron DeSantis and completely botch it. And he'll sketch turn out. It into, turn it into truth central. But I think there was quite a bit of pushback from the conservative entertainment complex, the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro, uh, Matt Walsh, and some others were like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this to Ron DeSantis? Especially right before <laughs> Election Day when Ron DeSantis is on the ballot. Because so, he's a petty, jealous child. That's yeah, why. that revealed some things to me. That revealed, like, they're saying something without saying it. The Republicans mm-hmm. don't gang up against a party leader. What they kind of do is just... of another Republican. Republican, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit, but it's veiled conversation. It's they're vaguely right. saying something about Trump, but not coming yeah. out and saying it. So that's right. that's my analysis there. Um, meantime, Trump ordered the Department of Homeland Security while he was president to arrest BLM protesters in 2020 by using fake evidence. This is a huge uh, result of an investigative report by Homeland Security itself. Uh, and revealed by uh, Senator Ron Wyden, the Department of Homeland Security launched a failed operation that ensnared hundreds, if not thousands, of U.S. protesters in what new documents show was a sweeping, power-hungry effort before the 2020 election to bolster Trump's spurious claims about a, quote, terrorist organization, 
he accused his Democratic rivals of supporting. An internal investigative report describes attempts by top officials to link protesters to an imaginary terrorist plot in an apparent effort to boost Trump's re-election odds, raising concerns now about the ability of a sitting president to co-opt billions of dollars worth of domestic intelligence assets for their own political gain. DHS analysts recounted orders to generate evidence of financial ties between protesters in custody, an effort that, had they not failed, would have seemingly served to legitimize President Trump's false claims about Antifa, a quote-unquote organization that even his most loyal intelligence officers failed to drum up proof ever existed. One, uh, one field operations analyst told interviewers that the charts were hastily thrown together, adding they didn't even know why some of the people were arrested. In some cases, it was unclear whether the arrests were made by police or by one of the several federal agencies on the ground. So what this is, is another attempt by Donald Trump to steal the election in 2020. This is another piece of the election fraud puzzle that he engaged in, starting with Zelensky, then moving on to the United States Postal Service, then moving on, first it was mail-in ballots, and then the United States Postal Service. You can slot this thing in there, too. Oh, he had his stubby little orange fingers in, in everything he could stick them into. Uh, home, homeland Security, uh, the, the Border Patrol, mm-hmm. uh, the, the IRS, the, the State Department, the Justice Department, yeah. uh, they're, they're, you know, the Postal Service. There isn't anything he didn't putz with uh, to try to make it uh, more in his image. And, and I'm glad that these investigations are underway uh, and that they're finding these things because they need to be uh, corrected, they need to be fixed, yep. and they certainly need to be recorded, and where possible, they need to be punished. And uh, so I, I support all of this, but this is going to, none of this surprises me, and it will go on for years. Uh, this is just one in a gazillion stories, as you had sort of implied there, uh, one of a, a zillion stories yeah. about uh, things we're going to continue to uncover about the Trump administration, and again, none of them surprising. Well, that's one of the things about coverage covering the insurrection and all the attention that was drawn to that awful, awful day is that it kind of obliterates, kind of flushes down the memory hole all the shit that happened prior to Election Day 2020, prior to November 3rd, whether it was uh, Louis DeJoy's fuckery with the United States Postal Service or everything I just yeah. mentioned, yeah. including this DHS story, which, by the way, you share that story. Good luck getting liberals to retweet it, by the way, because I've tried <laughs> and it, I don't know, it just like I, for some reason, we just don't respond well, to shit like this. I guess it's just too much, too much well, to deal with. It, that's part of it, and, and as I said, it's one of a zillion things, uh, yeah. and and it it just doesn't surprise us. I don't I don't know that we're numb to it or cold to it. It's just uh, it doesn't surprise us, and uh, mm-hmm. we're glad it's being investigated. We hope it's punished, and we hope it's fixed. And uh, you know, I mean, that's all you could do. But we we knew that he had those fingers in everything. Yeah. Well, here's another example of what I was just talking about. Uh, last week there was a story. Uh, it was reported out by a couple of sources. I know. Talk- Talking Points Memo, which is a respectable source, right, uh, right. had written about this. The fact that Bo Hines, who's running for the North Carolina 13th, I think, was proposing rape panels. Yes. Yeah, rape panels. So panels of probably white men who, of you know, course. if you're a raped 11-year-old or a raped 41-year-old, doesn't matter, you have to go before the Republican rape panel to prove that you've been raped or to prove that you're the victim of incest. 
You know what? If that had been a Democrat calling for rape panels, the Republicans mm-hmm. would never shut the fuck up about it. You want to see the right. difference in Republican and Democratic messaging? Just look at an issue like that and see how much attention was given by liberal Twitter about the rape panels. It's next to none. Next to none. You know, at some point, we have to take responsibility upon ourselves for a little of the messaging. What we decide to share on social media, what we decide to get outraged about, because it's not just a top down thing. Uh, Given the big tent, given the diverse nature of this particular party, uh, we have much more work to do. (laughs) Just just leave it at that. No, no, no doubt we do. I, I. Let's, don't be too hard on your comrades because uh, they they are certainly weary. We all, as we all are, yeah. uh, and and this stuff just goes on and on and on and on. And, and like I said, we're not numb to it, but it it's not. Uh, it doesn't surprise us anymore. Uh, and I think we're all glad that it's being investigated. I, I, you know, I. I agree about it's important to amplify these messages and not let these findings get lost for crying out loud. But yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I'd say give our give our comrades a break on this one uh, at least for now. Um, I, I think you know I think once we get clear of this mire that we're in, uh, it'll be a little easier to do that for everybody. Yeah, I mean I understand I understand that point of view. I, I guess I, what I'm saying ultimately is if you're concerned about democratic messaging. Ask not what your party can do for you, but what you can do for your party. I guess that's what I'm saying. Participate right. in the message. Yeah. Make well, sure that's... that you're amplifying the things that are super duper important. You know, like the idea of Republican rape panels, for God's sake. Right, right. But we've we've lost, I mean, the yeah. entire populace has lost the importance of voting. I, I mm-hmm. think people don't get it. People think it's a reality show, a contest, and certainly the media has contributed yeah. Yeah. to that. Uh, and, and they don't realize that it is their job as a citizen. It's our jobs as citizens to vote. And in order to do that, we have to be informed. So it's our job to be informed. Mm -hmm. Do your job. Live up to your responsibility. Carry your end of the the work. You know, uh, you've, you've got to be part of the part of the process otherwise the process will run over you yes it will yeah you're exactly right well uh one other story here before we take a break real quick i was teasing this earlier in the show uh trump has privately strategized about what a second term potentially starting in 2025 could look like and he's begun occasionally soliciting ideas from conservative allies for how the u.s government and justice department could go about turning his desires for brutally imprisoning significant numbers of reporters Reporters mm-hmm. into reality. This is the Rolling Stone with an exclusive. Several months ago, the former president briefly asked a small gathering of his allies at at least one of his attorneys about what would have to be done to make that authoritarian First Amendment shredding vision a norm, according to a source who was present. Quote, he said other countries do it. The implication being, well, why not here? The source recounts. The other countries here are unfree authoritarian states, the kind for which Trump has long showed admiration. North Korea, China, Russia, Viktor Orban and Hungary, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, has targeted reporters. Trump has repeatedly made clear he wants to reshape America into a similarly brutal fascist state. 
that's the authoritarian government we may choose in this election because of gas prices. Exactly I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, we're equally appalled about that. About exactly. That. And if if these contrarian swing voters go in and say throw the bums out, you know who's going to be there? You know who's going to control Congress? During the next presidential election, it's going to be Republicans who will. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Who will absolutely install Donald Trump as president for life if they have the opportunity. Yes. That's the assumption that we need to operate under. And if it comes up short of that, great. But we need to be prepared for that eventuality and we need to decide, we need to exercise democracy in a way that blocks that as best we can. And as crazy as that sounds, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. God, okay. someone was scolding me last week when I was talking about this. I said something to the effect of Trump will black bag and disappear reporters. Count on it. And this person's like, oh, why are you talking so crazy? That's hype. We don't need that kind of hyperbole, Bob. It's like doing a well actually on me and just go fuck yourself. This is real. Now oh, we I, have I, a I, scoop verifying that he's talking about this exact thing. I don't know about black bags. I think this would be the kind of thing Trump would want to do more publicly. He'd he'd want to frog march them. I think that's what we we would come to expect because he would want to make examples of them and instill fear in others. That's how how these folks operate. That's their form of terrorism. I still go back to the the guy who attacked uh, Paul Pelosi. Uh, You know, it wasn't just, he didn't want to just bust Nancy's kneecaps. He wanted her rolled into, in a wheelchair, rolled into Congress as an example, as to to other Democrats, uh, what could happen to them if if they vote with Nancy? Uh, you know, this is that's terrorism, folks. That's that's threatening harm. That's trying to instill fear in people. Yep. And, and that's what and that's what, what Trump would want to do. And, and I absolutely believe he would imprison a journalist. Uh, like I said, I, I lean more toward frog march than black bag. But it, it, the result is the same. They end up in jail. Yeah. And they end up ultimately disappearing. And and I think he's absolutely serious about that. And that's the choice we're making in in this election in this midterm election that's the choice we're making it, you know you don't need to be a political genius to see where this is all going they're setting it up to say that the Democrats are the greatest existential threat to the United States in its history. That's the message. Bill Barr said it on television. I'm going to still, you know, everything that he's said about Donald Trump since he resigned, Right. he peppered that with the notion that he's going to still vote for the Republican candidate for president in 2024. Even if it's Trump. Yeah, Yeah. because the progressive agenda is the greatest threat to American democracy in our nation's history. And that's the attitude they're going into this with. And so any any arrests they make is simply going to be in the endeavor of trying to arrest the perpetrators of, you know, ruining the nation or destroying the country. Uh, and so that's the excuse. That's They're setting up the pretext for all of that. And and, and that's their MO, to accuse yeah. us of what they did or are doing. You know, that's, right, right. It, yeah, it's just that deflection. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about the tech Trump here in just a second. Elon Musk's fuckery continues on and on and on. Plus a word about uh, some of the competitors now to Twitter and whether they're (laughs) viable and whether we will see a viable competitor ever. And uh, I'm feeling positive about that, too. So we're going to get into all of that here in just a second. And a whole lot more here on The Big Show back after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska plays more music. C.C. Grace, yeah, covering the, uh, well, you know what song this is. I thought I recognized that voice. Yeah, our good friend Callie Cardamon, a.k.a. C.C. Grace. Unbelievable cover of this song, yep. And as we're doing uh, now on the show, we're playing the full-length songs at the very, very end of the show, at the tippy-top of the show, as Donald Trump says. So, this is the uh, kind of song we need more of right now, yes. in my opinion. For a perfect occasion, yeah, yeah. Link in the description to support all the independent bands here in the show. Just go to bobseska.com. Click this episode dated 11-8-22, Midterms Day. Yeah, yeah. And just scroll on down, and you'll find links to support all the bands we play on the show. And make sure to do that. So here's the other question I brought for you today, yes. if I may. Okay. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, what's she going to do? She says that the attack on her husband will impact her decision whether to stay or go. Uh, never mind what she should do. What do you think she will do? What do I, you anticipate? I think that she will run for another two years as Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not the kind of person to run away from a thing. No, you know, I don't think so she at all. She, she, she thinks. I bet she thinks that quitting is letting that guy win. She may be the win. yeah. She may be the only member of the Democratic Caucus, at least on the House side, who can keep this what I've been calling a big tent. What everyone's been calling a mm-hmm. big tent. Keep everyone in line voting as a single block. This is unprecedented what she has been able to accomplish. She has right. been the most successful Democratic Speaker of the House. I mean, you know, you could say lots about Tip O'Neill. He was pretty good. Right. Nancy right. Pelosi, though, in a time of extreme divisiveness, has managed to keep an extremely diverse Democratic Party in line, yeah. voting yeah. in lockstep on all like, of this 
top shelf legis- legislation. She, she knows how to she knows how to herd cats. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely the thing, and it's very difficult to do. I mean, you can say that well, Tip O'Neill was a more effective Speaker of the House because of yada yada. Uh, he didn't have to deal with uh, 2022 politics or 2021 politics or the politics of COVID and the politics of Trump and so on. Mm-hmm. This has been uh, an impressive and unprecedented reign as Speaker of the House going all the way back when she first ascended in, in 2006. So uh, I've been enormously impressed and I do hope that she, uh, you know, tries again uh, if uh, things go well today and yeah, tomorrow yeah. and the next day. I do. I, I, that said, and I agree with you, that's said i i am very much aware of i can hear the voices out there saying no 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 we we need younger we need younger and i agree listen i agree i'm an old guy i agree we need younger much younger uh and and i hope that people are being groomed and and the the, the process is working as it should for someone to success or succeed her when the time comes uh you know i all of our you know i love joe biden he's i've already established that I, that i think the accomplishments of his administration have been beyond amazing that said uh i wish for somebody younger uh, uh, certainly in the case of all the leaders in, in Congress, I, I wish for younger faces. And there are younger faces out there to be had, uh, Pete and Beto uh, and others. Uh, you know, I, it, so yeah, it's, it's time. It will be time to move on soon. But if it takes another two years for Nancy to, to affect that transition, then I, I would be willing to do that because she has been so successful and because she is perhaps more determined than ever now. Yeah, well, as I was saying earlier, we're in a political civil war right now. And that requires the best person for the job. I don't care if they're 89 years old or 29 years old. Regardless, if that person, whatever their age may be, can keep the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives voting Mm -hmm. as a unified block, great, if they know how to move legislation, yeah. great. If they know which investigations to green light, great. If they can do the things that Nancy Pelosi has been able to do, fine. But if there's no one who can rise to that level in a time of political civil war, they need to take a seat for a little bit longer. That's just where I am. I'm being brutally honest about this, but getting someone younger for the sake of having someone younger. Oh no, no, no! That's not, not what I'm saying. But yeah. we we have we do have some brilliant young minds out there. I mean, brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, and, I agree. Uh, it's time we we started putting them to use before they get too old. But progressives, our progressive friends, often don't understand the mechanics of this. Mm-hmm. It, it, having a house leader, you don't want a house leader who agrees with everything you believe and 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 attempts to do everything you believe. Uh, should be done you want somebody who can herd cats yeah and you you need somebody with the skills to organize and coalesce uh, the votes the democratic votes in congress from the various factions mm-hmm. uh the progressive caucus the black caucus the the moderate caucus whatever i mean you've got all these different kinds of democrats uh and uh they have to be unified somehow yeah and so it isn't just about somebody whose ideas you like that's important but it's about somebody who can as bob said do the job Mm -hmm. it's about somebody who can herd the cats yeah yeah and you know i think in terms of chuck schumer and this is the last thing i'm going to say about this topic (laughs) which is that you know with chuck schumer not the greatest messenger in the world. He doesn't no. have that eye of the tiger fight to him. Amy Schumer would do better. <laughs> but with Chuck Schumer, 
there's something else going on behind the scenes that we don't always see. And so maybe there's an X factor with him uh, justifying why he remains the majority leader, why he remains the Democratic leader on the Senate side. So we have to bear that in mind. It's just not everything is about, you know, messaging. I don't think you're I don't think the Republicans are looking to Kevin McCarthy for messaging. It's not, it's just not a thing that's happening. I mean, maybe a little bit because they're not the party in power, but by and large, if you're looking at congressional leadership for messaging, you're doing it wrong. Uh, There are other sources for that. And uh, it's just, it's not, their job is to move legislation and get shit passed, right? It's not, they're not there to construct memes and zingers. That's just not what they do. Well, as an elder in this tribe, I for one salute our new younger overlords. (laughs) Well, that may very well be the case. Uh, Okay. Elon Musk and where Twitter is at this point, which kind of feels like Twitter feels like this feels like that, uh, that stage of a party where the conversation is still happening but people are starting to grab their jackets and move toward the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to get to the point where the last person leaving turned out the light. Uh, <laughs> right. And, 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 and with what he has planned after Election Day, yeah. what is it, tomorrow, I guess, he kicks in the seven ninety nine for a blue check plan. And uh, it's. I think in a matter of days, Twitter will look like Kherson. I think it's yeah. going to look... Uh, devastated, uh, you know. I mean, there's 44 billion dollars well spent, uh, only to chase off all the major advertisers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so now there's no income. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is a businessman, and you know, <laughs> know. And we want a businessman to run our government. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, just because he's got money, it's the same with Donald Trump. Just because he's got money doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's smart. Yeah. I think we right. confuse that shit. We confuse clout yep. with intelligence and, and expertise, and that's not. These are things that are by and large mutually exclusive. But regarding both of the topics you just brought up uh, uh-huh. in the context of uh-huh. Elon Musk here, I got to talk about the blue check verification thing because there's. a new development on this which is kind of a mind screw and i'll explain the verge reported the other day that another part of the twitter frequently asked questions highlights how quickly things are changing inside twitter right now (laughs) it says that the coming revamp of the twitter blue subscription that introduces paid verification quote will not affect existing verified accounts at this time, unquote. And that, quote, large brand advertisers who are already verified will now have an additional official label beneath their name upon Twitter Blue's relaunch this week. So what this means is someone like me who has a verified blue check, an old school verified blue check where I had to submit my driver's license and all the rest of it, colon x-rays to prove I am who I am, (laughs) fingerprints, retina scans, Right. Say that I am indeed Bob Seska, and this is my stupid fucking handle with an underscore in it. That is now going to get scrambled up with all of the Russian trolls and QAnon yeah. people who will invariably pay to get their verified checkmark. You, you know, you can buy your your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> That's all, true. You, all you got to yeah. do is come up with a dough. Well, Twitter right. is now like that. You can have a blue check if you yeah. if you buy one, and you won't be able to tell the, the truly verified <laughs> from those. That said, I provided the same colonoscopies and, and uh, retinal <laughs> scans and uh, did not get a blue check no. from, from, from Twitter. Uh, so... 
you know, like I said, the system has always been screwy. Um, yeah. It, it gets worse here. And with major advertisers gone because Musk keeps saying stupid, stupid things, uh, the thing is going to crumble. It's going to look like Kurson. It's going to be a devastation everywhere with tumbleweeds. Oh, yeah. It's becoming the sad mall. I've been joking about this on Twitter, ironically, that Twitter is going to become like the sad mall, the mall that no one goes to anymore, where oh, all that's oh. left is a dollar store and a spirit Halloween in October. And Musk has fired so many employees, Twitter now runs on gerbil wheels. <laughs> well, plus he uh, flip-flopped on political neutrality. Back yes. in April, he said, uh, where's this tweet? He said in April... For Twitter to deserve public trust, it must be politically neutral, which effectively means upsetting the far right and the far left equally. That was him on April 27th. And then uh, just, uh, what, yesterday, he was like, I was about to say like Friday or last week, sometime. it was yesterday. He said, to independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. Given that the presidency is Democratic. So by his logic, if you've got a Democratic president, you have to have a Republican Congress. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of Americans feel that exact way. Mm -hmm, exactly. And then you know what they do? Like idiots? Two minutes later, they're like, why is there so much gridlock in Washington? Yes. Yeah, what's with the gridlock? Who's responsible for that? But it's true. People, that's what people always do. They split their ticket or they divide government and then whine about how nothing gets done. There's gridlock in Washington. That's, at least they tell pollsters that they hate the gridlock in Washington. Well, you fucking voted for the gridlock, for God's sake. <laughs> what do you expect? You're going to say, throw the bums out. What are you going to do with your Republican Congress? What do you think they're going to fucking do without a Republican president in the White House. Nothing. They're not going to be able to get anything done. And even if they did have a plan, which they don't, their only plan is to block the raising of the debt ceiling, which will right. spiral the American economy so badly, it'll make it'll make the Great Recession from 2008 look like a rounding error. That's they how will bad that'll be. Or they will at least threaten that so they can use it as leverage to eliminate Social Security and Medicare. <laughs> yeah. My response is more uh, Seinfeldian. Uh -huh. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, well, meantime, Elon plans to sue anyone who lobbies uh -huh. advertisers to not spend money on Elon Musk's platform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, the Tom Fitton, that guy, the insurrectionist Tom Fitton was like, I wonder if Elon Musk's Twitter has tortious interference claims against the left activist groups which are causing damaging advertiser boycotts of the platform. Uh -huh. And Elon Musk replied, we do. Because he's such a believer in free speech, right? We're right, going to sue right. anyone who lobbies our advertisers not to advertise on this platform. Yeah, and he was throwing a fit about Mastodon, one of the alternate sites that people are are, are going yeah. flocking to. Really, trying. Uh, I to guess flock he, to. He, he he did multiple. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they keep they keep running into glass. They keep flying into the glass on the building. But <laughs> yeah, keep trying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he he had tweeted a handful of things and negative about Mastodon and ended up taking them all down. Yeah, uh, well, naturally. And, and he is. He should be suspended for impersonating Trump because that's how he's running the organization. <laughs> yes, he really ought to. That's. I mean, that's. He's behaving like a petulant asshole, like Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, this Familiar? is. A, yeah. I will say this: him <laughs> doing all of this, Elon Musk's emergence on Twitter as this uh -huh. overlord. 
has kind of scratched an itch for me. It's like, I feel like I've exercised a lot of snapbacks that I normally would have aimed at Donald Trump if he were still on Twitter. I don't know. It's just, it feels good to finally find someone who you can latch onto and and try to destroy. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a new target. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's shoot at something different here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were saying about uh, Mastodon or Mastodon having uh, some trouble as far as a new platform goes. People are having trouble accessing it or understanding how it works. Oh, yeah. Because there are all these uh, servers that you have to choose from. And the fact that the handles are confusing, too. I mean, my handle... I think I mentioned my handle at the top of the show. I said it's something mm-hmm. like at Bob Seska, at Mastodon, at Spaghetti, at dot social something, <laughs> yeah, at Linda yeah. Flarn, Flau, Flau, Flarn, <laughs> loading something. And it's just like it's this long string of things that make no sense mine, to regular mine people. Mine is pretty simple. It does have two at signs in it. So it's at Michael J. Elston, yeah. at Newsy dot uh social so newsy okay. dot social I'm, I, I'm i'm still memorizing it but and it is it's and i posted today that it's a little like your first day at a new school like your yeah. first day at high school and uh you're you're scared you know you're pretty sure you're gonna make it because thousands before you have but mm-hmm. uh, you're you're scared and you don't know the hallways and you don't know the schedules and it's you have to figure all this out well it's like that only maybe a little more complicated yeah but it, it i want to encourage people to keep trying uh, there are others uh, that they could try as well. For now, I'm choosing Mastodon while remaining on Twitter. But uh, it, it, once you get the hang of it, it's not bad at all. And further, uh, it's already been updated over the weekend to improve the app, and they plan to keep doing that, Bob. They plan Good. to keep uh, making improvements based on user experience. Uh, this is going to be a very democratic, it already is a very democratic site, and uh, will be shaped mm-hmm. and made easier and made more comfortable and more convenient by the users themselves. Yeah. So uh, this thing is brand new. We haven't washed all the raspberry jam off of it yet, and uh, <laughs> it, but it'll soon be ready to go. And and it's not too early to get on board and, and just sort of hover there for a while yeah. while we wait to see if uh, Twitter implodes, which it might. Yep, and I'm going out on a limb here and saying that I don't think it's going to be Mastodon. I don't think Mastodon is going to be the next big thing. I don't think Counter Social is going to be the next big thing. I think something else will come along that everyone will decide. I mean, here's the here's the metric, I think. Watch for heads of state. Watch for news media, pop culture people, world leaders, etc. Where they go, that will uh-huh. be the next thing. Well, journalists are already flocking to, as as best they can, journalists are already uh, quite attracted to Mastodon, and so uh, that's why, that's a lot of the reason I chose it. Okay, well, fingers crossed. Hopefully there will be something that we'll all agree upon is the next place to go, because Twitter is untenable, it's confusing, it's uh, it's irritating to constantly have this guy who's turned a site that was basically run by anonymous people. Up until last well, week, now being run as Elon Musk's personal homepage. Yeah. That's well, what we're remember, using. Now. Just yeah. remember, a mastodon is a prehistoric elephant, and you love elephants. So. <laughs> right, that's a good way to remember it. Oh, yeah. also, by the way, Elon Musk intends to go thermonuclear on uh, advertisers who decide not to spend money on his website. So he's going to do basically he's going to do a shakedown of any advertisers who boycott Twitter. Which is a great way to do things. That's what criminals do, asshole. Right. (laughs) It's a great way to build business. Great way to spread goodwill by saying, hey, you know what? If you don't give me money, 
I'm going to go on a, quote, thermonuclear name and shame campaign. That's what's going to happen if this continues, he said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Great guy. All right. Well, here we are. Election Follow the day. show yeah. all week uh, long for election coverage, especially uh, also the Wednesday show uh, in which uh, Mary Trump will be here along with Jody Hamilton. And it's imperative that you listen to the show immediately after it's uploaded. I'm, I'm not talking about this show because I'm just now saying it, but like Wednesday show, Thursday show, uh, even Friday's after party. As right. soon as it goes up, that's when you listen. That's Otherwise, only, yeah. we cannot be held responsible for any freshness issues. That's right. Right. Yep. We're put. We're we're putting our sell by date as the end of the day on the day we post the show. So <laughs> very good. You've been warned. Okay. Uh, the shadow docket's coming up next on our Patreon page. We need more subscribers. God damn it! Unprecedented number of declines this past month. Bring a friend. Got to make up uh, lost territory here. Yep. So BobSuskaShow.com. You can sign up for as little as dollar a month. Okay. See you over there, folks. Take care. Thank you. Bye. White House is sending a bill to Congress for its consideration. 
It's White House Resolution 455, an energy bill requiring a 20% reduction of the emission of fossil fuels over the next 10 years. It is by far the most aggressive stride ever taken in the fight to reverse the effects of global warming. The other piece of legislation is the crime bill. As of today, it no longer exists. I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out and writing a law that makes sense. You cannot address crime prevention without getting rid of assault weapons and handguns. I consider them a threat to national security and I will go door to door if I have to, but I'm going to convince Americans that I'm right and I'm going to get the guns. We've got serious problems and we need serious people. And if you want to talk about character, Bob, you better come at me with more than a burning flag and a membership card. If you want to talk about character and American values, fine. Just tell me where and when and I'll show up. This is a time for serious people, Bob, and your 15 minutes are up. My name is Andrew Shepard and I am the president. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Say 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.